Hi, this is James Clary from the Clarification Podcast. We really appreciate you sharing and watching our videos. If you feel so inclined, we could really use your help. You know, we spend hours and sometimes days researching these topics. And as much as we love it, we could really use your support. If you're on Spotify, go to our channel and there's a link where you can donate. Or if you're inclined, go to our website, which is clarification, that's C-L-A-R-Y, vacation.com, and there's a one-time donation button for PayPal. We really appreciate your support. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everybody, it's the Clarification Podcast. I'm your host, James Clary, along with my special friend, <laughs> Russell West. How are you? Good. Doing good, better good. today. You had a little yeah, accident the other day. I did. Day. I was Your dancing ankle. too hard. <laughs> I sprained my ankle. So Is that a Route 66? Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, you know what I didn't tell you? This is kind of interesting. Our audience What's might find it interesting. I don't know that. Did you know that Mike Lindell is hosting a three-day election fraud summit next weekend? Dude, I did hear that. Did is, you know where it is? Is, uh, is it the Simply God's thing? I did. I knew that. It's at University Plaza. And you know who's broadcasting live for three days? War Room, Steve Bannon. Oh, yeah? I'm going to go meet Steve Bannon next week. Oh, yeah? All yeah. right, get him on the program. I'd like to. <laughs> he may be a little I'd busy, like, You though. never know, but he's got other people. I mean, Boris Well, there'll Epstein be a lot be of people there. there that you can oh, probably be a ton of meet people. and get on Maybe the program. Maybe get Lindell on. I mean. He likes to talk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he definitely does. I'd but, like to sit down with the, my pillow guy. That'd be fun. Yeah, he's he's an interesting cat, for sure. Well, he's yeah. looking for any outlet he can. So. You never know. He may come on. <laughs> so it's next weekend here in Springfield. I heard it on War Room. So yeah, we're going to be in Springfield. I'm like, you're going to be where? What? I forgot. I did hear that, and I was like, oh, that'll be. interesting. Yeah, it was in the it was in the Springfield News Misleader. I mean, News Leader, mm. and uh, of course they couched it conspiracy election theorists to hold summit. You mean the my pillow? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's not even worth that. You have a pillow guy in their eyes anymore. Yeah, That's well, funny. I mean, you know. I, we're not going to go into all that. I mean, we got you know banned from mean. YouTube for just... No, I know. Oh, and, we can be as loony as we... We are free of the shackles. Well, of, that's true. Oh, you know, we whatever. mentioned on the last show, yeah, we were banned from YouTube, and it was some, some old video we had done or show about, yeah. about the election. Yeah. Just mentioning that the election might have been It was, just, it was one fraudulent. small segment in the whole program. It's just ridiculous. So today, in light of the... Uh, fairly recent news about the FBI raid and the DOJ and all that. You know, we we get into a lot of discussions about government programs and whether our tax dollars are being spent wisely. And we talk about government corruption historically. Uh, so we wanted to talk specifically about an event, the Boston bombing, that a lot of people think and you know what? I'm not going to make a definitive judgment or declaration whether we think it was partially or completely staged or a hoax. We're just going to present some facts. And like you said, Russell, we're curious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to be curious. Well, I'm just, if there's some inconsistencies, I think that it'd be nice to at least look curious and see what's going on about it. 
But before we even go there, I think it's important to think about why would the government fake something like this? These are called mass casualty events, mm-hmm. right? MCEs. Why would our government fake one of those, whether it's 9-11? Now, we did a three-part series on 9-11, and mm-hmm. I think we pretty conclusively showed that at the very least, our government was complacent. aware of the attack. They were complicit. They allowed it to happen. Who actually carried it out? Were there planes? Was it just bombs in the building? I think we complete, conclusively showed there were bombs in the buildings. It yeah. wasn't just planes. No, no. There's so, no way. So there's a lot to the story that was covered up. You've got, you know, one of the things about our show is we like to tie in history. Does our government have a history of this kind of thing? And in 9-11, we pointed to Operation Northwoods, which was declassified. Now, I don't think that was in the church committee hearings, but it was declassified. <clears throat> yeah, you remember Northwoods? Yeah. So for our viewers that don't know what Operations Northwoods, it was a plan that took place in the 60s, I believe, because this was all trying to go after Castro and communist Cuba, but it was a plan to send a plane over the Atlantic Ocean, like between Florida and Havana, and have it blown up and then blame it on Castro as a pretext for going to war with Castro. Yep. And here's, I can read the document if you'd like. Yeah. Memorandum for the Secretary of Defense. Subject, justification for military intervention in Cuba. Number one, the Joint Chiefs of Staff have considered the attached memorandum for the Chief of Operation Cuba Project, which responds to requests for the, that the office for brief but just Ah, precise description for the pretext of which we could provide justification for the military intervention in Cuba. Which is a long and short way of saying, here's how we can justify mm-hmm. invading Cuba. Does it go, is that just, that's just the first part. Does it go, go to the part where it talks about what they're going to do if it's in there? I'm sure it is. Open that back up. See that red box there? Okay. It's supposed to be for, okay. So anyway, provide justification but it goes on to yeah talk it's a long about, document that's right so what they uncovered was this plan to blow up a plane that wasn't a real explosion but this goes back to the uh, to okay. a series of well-coordinated incidents that will be planned to take place in or around guantanamo to give genuine appearance of being done by hostile cuban forces yeah that's and, an unclassified intelligence document right yeah so this is real this is not conjecture well, yes this is real and the idea that we can fake events to pro like forward policy is absolutely proven by this document. So, so let's go over a couple other ones. One of the one of the ones to me that is just the most egregious because I remember it so well was in 1990. People, people that are not as old as I am forget that we were in multiple wars, but the first war in the Middle East was the uh, Gulf War under George Bush Sr. So uh, in October 1990, a 15-year-old girl, well, let me let me back up a little bit. Saddam Hussein in Iraq, he was the leader of Iraq at the time, had apparently sent armed forces into Kuwait, his neighboring country. The impetus for the attack, according to Saddam, was that could the Kuwaitis 
were stealing his oil. They had drilled down and mm. were taking oil from Iraqi property. So he attacked. So George Bush got this coalition, and I got to give him credit. He got like 40 countries in the United Nations to, to join with us to attack Saddam. But there was a lot of testimony. We hadn't been to war in a long time. We hadn't been to war since Vietnam. Yeah. It had been 18 years. Full-scale military operation. Right, yeah. right. So he, and I'll never forget the generals say, we're going to do it different. You know, shock and awe. We're going to go in overwhelming forces. We learned from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. That was Colin Powell. And, uh, I and he remember. was a general at the time. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. It was in the Pentagon. So there was congressional testimony because Congress wasn't convinced that we needed to go to war. And the most compelling testimony that turned the tide was from a girl named Naira, N-A-Y-I-R-A-H. She testified before the Congressional Human Rights Caucus about the horrors that Iraqi troops were inflicting upon the people of Kuwait. She said that hundreds of babies had been, that the Iraqi forces went to a hospital. That's a picture of it right there, yeah went to a hospitals and took babies out of their incubators and left them to die on the hospital floors. And Amnesty International, the mass media, numerous centers, and George Bush repeated this story over and over. I mean, Bush used the dead babies taken out of their incubators. It turns out that Naira was in fact the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador to the United States. She claimed she was wow. just a poor Iraqi girl in the hospital being treated for something. She was the freaking daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador to the U.S. Yeah. And all this was discovered Whoa. later after we went to war, after thousands of people were killed. <clears throat> I wonder if you could even show. Yeah, there she is. And I mean, it's. This is so egregious. We use this to invade another country. And it turns out that Saddam Hussein's claims were actually probably true, according to later reports. So the Kuwaitis were actually stealing oil from the Iraqi oil fields. I mean, it's all so shady, dude. And then, you know, go back a little further in history. Let's talk about World War II. Why did we, the United States, enter World War II? You remember the event? It was called oh, Pearl yes. Harbor. Yep, of course. Okay. Everybody knows this now, but at the time, nobody knew this. It, uh, Roosevelt came out with a speech that it was a surprise, dastardly attack in the United States. It wasn't a surprise. We had known for weeks that Japan was going to attack us, and we knew that day. We had them on radar. It was never passed to the field commanders in Hawaii yeah. that an attack was coming. And our senior officials knew it. They allowed it to happen. Let's go to World War I. Now, this is all stuff I'm going on, on memory. In World War I, there was a, a meme. Back then, a meme was a newspaper headline. It was, remember the Lusitania. Okay, the Lusitania right. was a passenger ship. The United people also don't realize this. There was a very strong anti-war sentiment before World War I that oh, well over half the U.S. population did not want us entering into a European war. 
This was between Germany, France, and England. We had no business over there. Mm -hmm. So the United States was sending arms to Great Britain, okay, which was against these international treaties, you know, in a time of war that if you're not in the war, you're not supposed to be arming them up. So remember the Lusitania. The Germans, the U-boats, sunk the Lusitania. There it is. You got a picture of it. So this became the rallying cry in the United States. Remember the Lusitania. It turns out that, well, we claimed that it was a passenger ship only. It turns out that it was loaded with ammunitions on the way to Great Britain. Yes, there were passengers on it, but in the, in the ship's hull, it was loaded with ammunitions, number one. Number two, and you can, I'm sure you could find this on the internet. The Germans had publicly placed an ad that says, if you're planning on sailing on this ship, Lusitania, from the United States, from New York to England, be prepared uh, that the Germans will attack this ship because it is shipping armaments and weapons to the UK. Do not board the ship. The Germans freaking warned everybody. Now, did you hear anything about that at the time? Of course not. It was allowed to believe that it was allowed for all the Americans to believe that the Germans just killed a bunch of civilians. So that was World War I. World War II, Vietnam. How did we get in Vietnam? Something called the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Yes. And that was an incident whereby supposedly... Several United States Navy ships were attacked uh, by North Vietnamese armies or navies. Well, it turns out it wasn't true. There was a minor skirmish, and there was no evidence that the North Vietnamese were aggressive towards the United States ship. I bring this up to lay historical background that almost every conflict that the United States has ever been in was as a result of, let's call it for what it is, fake news. Yes. The government and the controlled media tells a story, and we buy it. Okay, 9-11, we did a three-part series on that, like I said, 9-11. We were told that it was Afghanistan. So why did we end up going into Iraq? You remember why? You know, we went into Afghanistan after 9-11. Uh, year, what, a year? year and a half later, John Bolton. When has the government ever lied about attacks on ships in a Gulf just somewhere to provoke a war? <laughs> yeah. Do you see who's uh, there's an attempt assassination on him? I did. On John Bolton now. Yeah, John Bolton. I did see that. <clears throat> Which, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I lost, okay, the Iraq War. Perhaps one of the biggest recent fake news pieces, the New York Times and a particular reporter, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Um, anyway, they pushed this idea that Saddam Hussein, remember George Bush Sr. did not finish the job in Gulf War. That's how people framed it. And they allowed Saddam Hussein to live another day, right? We kicked him out of Kuwait and then he went back to Iraq and went on. So under George Bush Junior, yeah, Colin Powell testified before Congress for hours. I watched the testimony that Saddam Hussein was housing 
WMDs. That's where that term came into nomenclature, and it stands for Weapons of Mass Destruction. Yes. Nuclear bombs. And that was the whole reason we went out? That's the whole reason we went to Iraq. And you know how many people they estimated were killed in the Iraq War? A million people. Yeah, but it, I mean, how many Americans died? It was very, thousands, couple thousands. Thousands, thousands yeah. but a million people That's died. That's what I'm saying. Mainly yeah. women yeah. and children. A couple thousand Americans yeah, died, right. and millions Mil- of civilians, millions. and it was crazy. And uh, it was all based on a false pretense. And the New York Times reporter, I wish I could remember her name, but she's the one that pushed this story the public buys it. We go into Iraq. Uh, it's just, if you haven't seen it, there's a great series called Generation Kill. And it's based on the true story of a Rolling Stones reporter that was embedded in one of the advanced cavalry units in the Iraqi war. And it Judith re- Miller? Judith Miller. Yes, thank you. Judith Miller. And, I mean, she's come out and apologized. I mean... Of course, there's no repercussions for these people. A million civilians died. Oh, well, sorry, we got it wrong. Come on. They knew. They absolutely knew. It's been There's been all kinds of documentaries and investigative reporting that shows that the New York Times absolutely knew that it was a BS story, that, that Saddam was saying there was no evidence. I don't know if you remember this. We had all these UN inspectors going into yes. Iraq. Yeah, I do remember that. And they never found any evidence of nuclear bombs or chemical... You know, it is true that Saddam probably used gas, a chemical weapon, against the Kurds, which is where I was in northern Iraq with the Kurds. But uh, that was, you know, 40 years ago. Right. And they held it against him, which we've done the same thing. But we were buddies with him in between that time. Right. So all this, yeah, well, yeah, we support, it's just like. Bush Sr. was. Just like Osama bin Laden. No, it was, uh, there's that picture of him and Rumsfeld shaking hands. Yeah, Saddam Hussein, yeah, Mm -hmm. we were buddies with him. We, we do this all over the world. We, Gaddafi. We, Gaddafi. Gaddafi. How about Osama bin Laden? Osama bin Laden, yeah. Who armed him? Yep. We did. Yep. We go for, through this like friends to not friends to friends again <laughs> or vice versa thing a lot. And it's, uh, all it's whatever on our, whatever we want to accomplish, whatever our strategic goals are. Our interests. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what we want to talk a little bit specifically about today is the the Boston bombing. We've done a show on the Oklahoma City bombing. And as I mentioned to you off air Russell that even the Oklahoma City bombing is now getting that it was staged staged at least partially or completely staged by the FBI and other intelligence services is actually getting mainstream coverage. People mm-hmm. are not you can say that now on YouTube and you won't get censored, although we get censored for questioning the 2020 yes. election. But you can literally say on YouTube today that, you know, the Oklahoma City bombing was probably staged by the FBI. And I won't go over you check out that show in our catalog. It's a mm-hmm. it's an interesting show, but you know, just a few things that all of the ATF, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms agents that were housed in that building, the Frederick Murrow building in Oklahoma City, were given a text the night before to not show up to work that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, they knew. The, I just watched some news reports about this from that day. And they all talked about the second and third bomb found inside the building. Now, the mainstream story is today that it was one bomb outside the building, the Ryder truck that did all the damage. Timothy McVeigh was the only guy. 
All the news reports said there were three bombs. All the news reports said there were that Tim McVeigh was with another guy. They never arrested this other guy. Mm-hmm. The people that rented him the truck said, yeah, he's with this other guy, and they described him. And other eyewitnesses said, yeah, he ran across the street with this other guy. The FBI said, no, it was just him. Right. My point is the FBI, this, this Trump raid, this most recent thing, to me seems like such a load. I mean, there's so many things that don't add up. So let's talk about the Boston bombing. I mean, I think we've set the stage a little bit that we know our government lies to further their aims. Now, and they don't have a problem killing civilians to do it. Right, which is, I mean, yeah, a million Iraqi civilians, but they're Iraqis, but They're still people, I mean. Well, they killed 3,000 American citizens in 9-11. They have no problem. These people are bloodthirsty. And they will do whatever they need to do to achieve their, like you said, their strategic interest. One of the hallmarks of any false flag, and I guess I should define a false flag. A false flag is like Operation, Operation Northwoods. Mm-hmm. It's a planned event by the government. And it's false, but it's intended to elicit public sympathy, basically. Mm-hmm. right? Or military action on another yeah. side. Exactly. To provoke another side into making a move to further justify the move. One of the most interesting things about all of these is it seems like there's always some kind of government drill going on right before the real event. So let's take Sandy Hook. And I'm not saying, of course, I we could say I can't whatever say, we want now. Yeah. Whether you believe Sandy Hook was fake or not, there was a drill going on in Connecticut that day. <laughs> that almost all of the local police and highway patrol were involved in. And you know what the drill was about? A mass school shooting. So what are the the odds that they're doing a drill on a mass shooting at a school the same day that some guy randomly does a, different a mass school? shooting? I'm guessing it wasn't. No, it was, it was like one county over. Gotcha. It wasn't even at a school, per se. It was just a drill pretending there's a mass shooting. I see. But they had all of the equipment and manpower staged Mm -hmm. to simulate a mass shooting and the crisis actors. Now, Mm -hmm. what is a crisis actor? You can pull up an ad. Look, pull up ad for crisis actor. And you can see that the government regularly, Las Vegas false flag, Craig looks for Craig. All right. So this is the Las Vegas Thing. The government, you can find ads on Craigslist that say we need, yeah, look, sorry, video does not exist. It is amazing how much, and I, I just need to say real quickly, we are having so much difficulty finding the information that we've even seen before on this stuff because Google has scrubbed the internet. We talked a little bit about it on the last mm-hmm. show, but hey, put that on the screen and talk about that for a sec. So this was an ad in Craigslist. Yes. Now, do I know it's true? I don't know. This I'm just no. This is at, definitely an ad in I'm, Craigslist. You could fake it pretty quick. But, no, but I've seen these in Craigslist. Okay, is what I'm saying. I mean, this. Okay, maybe someone. It's just an easy font. I'm just saying it could no, be no, no. easily. I agree. I agree with that. Somebody could have faked this. I have seen mm-hmm. ads like this that were definitely in sure. Craigslist because I went on and checked them. So, anyway. Yeah, so the the tag is fun, engaging acting work in Las Vegas, $20 an hour plus. 
Crowds on demand, Los Angeles based public relations firm specializing in innovative events is looking for enthusiastic participants in Las Vegas area. Our, uh, our events include everything from rallies to protests to corporate PR stunts. The biggest qualification is enthusiasm and can do spirit. Yep. Pay will vary by event, particularly ranges 15 to $20 per hour plus reimbursements for gas parking, public transit. So and there's, there's other ads I've seen that are even more specific that say we need <laughs> actors to simulate a public catastrophe. Crisis actors, you will be asked to play a first responder. Role or, player for military mock simulated disaster. There you go, right there. Yep. Government contractor. Now, I mean, yeah, I guess they could fake this, but if you go up there, look at, see how it says CL... It shows where the links go through Atlanta, all I know, gigs, event gigs. I could make that. Yeah, but these are all over the place. Now, I know. Go on Craigslist, though. You can find these. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So government contractors seeking several individuals to act as role players in the simulation of a mass casualty exercise. All right. All I'm saying is we're establishing that they do yes. advertise yes, for yes. these things. And I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying that. Well, we do know this. What I'm this looking at fact. here. This is fact. They do simulate mass casualties. No, yeah. I mean, so, yes. Well, and not and even they simulate do the, hire crisis Right actors. before those events, yes. Right? Because, yeah. No, you but look not at 9/11, even right before those events. I'm just saying throughout, in, general, in general, okay. mass casualty events are simulated, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, they have to be. I mean, they yeah. just... It's how they train. Training. Yeah, yeah, training. Yeah. And that they have to have actors, people playing the wounded, people playing the nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're and so essentially saying it's not necessarily nefarious until it becomes useful. Right. Right. Gotcha. But in in every one of these events, there was a drill. One of these drills was going on right before 9-11. People say, well, why didn't NORAD and send up fighters to shoot these planes down? Well, the answer to that is that almost all of our uh, Navy and Air Force fighters were engaged in a drill. Mm-hmm. And the, you know what the drill was about? A terrorist attack on New York City. Yeah. But they weren't in New York? That's funny. No, they were actually up north in uh, Canada, in that area, in the in the northern United States. And so they that's what you claim when you dig into the 9-11 deal. Oh, they had to fly back. Okay, so let's go to the Boston bombing. Many, many witnesses said, that the day of the bombing, they were running a bomb drill. Witnesses reported that prior to the bombing, there were bomb-sniffing dogs on the scene, spotters on the roofs of buildings, an announcement on loudspeakers saying, do not worry, this is a training exercise. And that's a literal quote. Do not worry, this is a training exercise. Oh, red ice radio. DHS admits Boston training drill involving backpack explosives planned for months before marathon. By the, by the way, this website you're on right now? Yes. I couldn't recommend it higher enough. Red Ice Radio. Oh, yeah. The guy's name is Henrik Polgram, and I've been listening to him for 20, well, at least 15 years. He's mm-hmm. amazing. Go back to that page if you could. The, this page? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm on it. Is it on the screen? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, so the headline is, the Department of Homeless Security admits 
that they were doing not just a training drill, but wait a minute, what does it say? Involving backpack explosives. Isn't that exactly what they claimed the, what were the kids' names? Tarnoff brothers. Isn't that exactly what they claimed they did, that they had backpacks with bombs in them? This is an article from the Boston Globe here. Police response training plan, but bombs hit first. Scenario had been careful. A terrorist group prepared to hurt vast numbers of people around Boston would leave backpacks filled with explosives in other towns, spreading waves of panic. Detectives would have to catch the culprit. Months of painstaking planning had gone into the exercise. Dubbed Operation Urban Shield, meant to train dozens of detectives. The hypothetical terrorist group was given the name Free America Citizens. Oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> And so we're laughing like because domestic it, terrorism. Exactly. Group? Yeah. And yeah, this crap has been going on since Ruby Ridge, Randy Weaver, Waco, that the FBI and the DOJ. Look, if you want to control a population, you have to be able to paint them as bad or criminals. Mm-hmm. Now, in this, the latest January 6th. is the latest thing where they're literally trying to paint 71 million people who voted for Trump as domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julie Kelly at American Greatness has done incredible reporting. Darren Beatty at Revolver.News has done incredible reporting on this. We know that the the lead person on January 6th that was instigating people to go in the Capitol was a guy named, uh, well, I can't even think of it, uh, uh, Ed Ray or... Uh, Ed Ray Epps. Ray Epps, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking Christopher Ray. Yeah, Ray Epps, who's not been indicted or arrested. We know that there's... He got a New York Times... Uh, expose because well, it he's was living a sympathy in, piece. Yeah, he was living out in a in a uh, thing in a in a trailer a container trailer somewhere out in the desert, and uh, they were like, "Oh, this is what happens when you support Trump or some shit like that." And it just it was pretty transparent because if you look, he's the only dude that was really saying like, "Let's go, go in the there. Capital. We got to go in there." Right. These other guys just were dumb. I wonder if there's in. a video of him the night before where they called there's him out as of a videos. fed. Yeah, but I mean, I wonder if you can find that. I can look it up. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that was the most amazing part of that whole oh. event. And why we? Why am I bringing that up? Because. It ties into all of this. So you're going to tell me that on every one of these events that there was a training drill going on and that it was a mere coincidence. So we've got 9-11. We've got, we now know Las Vegas. We've got now the Oklahoma City bombing. I don't know if there was a training drill, but the ATF agents were told to stay away from the building. But there's multiple mass casualty events where the uh, government had instituted a training drill. What And the craziest part, the drill simulated exactly, oh, Sandy Hook, a mass uh, school shooting. It simulated exactly what ended up happening. Yes. It's, it's absolutely insane. So this is the same play, but how far apart was Sandy Hook and Boston bombing? They were pretty close, weren't they? I think think they were i Two, think early 2010s 2011 no, i mean let's see that's a good question i know i was out of high school at least well i should have the uh sorry i would look my computer just froze so i'm i'm, re- I'm rebooting so that's okay. why i had no, no that's <laughs> cool you have to look it's all it good it's all good 
So when when you get that up, we're going to go in here in a few minutes. We're going to go into some of the analysis of the the photos because the photos of the Boston bombing are, I mean, to me, they they conclusively show that this thing was staged and it was a hoax. I mean, there's some like the 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 kids that were eventually. Uh, Tars, I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce Sarnov, it. I thought. Sarnov, right. Two brothers. Um, one of the kids testified he had no ties to the Middle East or any extremist ideals. He said that they, oh, gosh, I almost forgot. Did you see there was just a news story came out last week that Boston, they had discovered a home or a building that had, been making uh, explosives. What were those called? These were within the a double cup. boiler explosives. Uh, double boiler explosives? That was the type of explosive that was supposedly used in these events. They use a double boiler because you can, not a double boiler, what are those? Pressure cooker. Sorry, pressure oh, cooker. Yeah. Because you can seal it so it holds and then you put explosives in it and it throws shrapnel everywhere. Well, they discovered a site in Boston where these things were being built, and it had no relation to the Sarnoff brothers. Interesting. So yeah. anyway, listen, these happened within months of each other, Sandy Hook and... There you go. Yeah, so that was December, and uh, the Boston bombing was April 15, 2013. So it was December of 2012 and April of 2013. So what was the, you know, what, what would be the impetus for the government doing this? Well, number one, in Sandy Hook in Connecticut, immediately following the attack... The government of Connecticut, the legislature, passed a bill banning assault weapons, even though the supposed shooter in Sandy Hook, all the first reports said he used a pistol. And then it was later, I'll never forget them pulling a gun. They call them a long gun. I think that's, anytime they say long gun, I'm thinking, what are you, they're just trying to scare people. It's a long gun. But they were pulling it out of the trunk of his car. He didn't have it inside the building. I mean, it was just so weird, that that whole thing. But you had that headline up from Red Ice Radio earlier about yes. DHS. There was something that I wanted to point out. It wasn't just the that there were dog-sniffing, uh, bomb-sniffing dogs on site, and there were spotters. There were these men... And numerous witnesses reported this. They thought it was very odd that there were these guys dressed in uniform. Sorry, everything got... Red Ice Radio. Yeah, there you go. All right, see, look at that picture on the left. Uh, I'm sorry, The pit, look to the left in, the, in that picture. See the two guys with the jackets on? Oh, you can't pull it up on the screen. Okay, well, Not there's a, yet. Well, no, that's all right. So there's a, a picture, and it there were dozens and dozens of these men wearing khaki pants and blue windbreakers. Oh, that I have. No, no, I oh, was talking oh, about oh, where oh, you're just at. One. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So if you see on the left, and what are they doing? They're talking on headsets. What do they have 
on their backs. They have backpacks, black backpacks, which is exactly what the government claimed the explosives were placed in, black backpacks. They also have hats on. Do you see the symbol, the skull-looking symbol? Mm-hmm. That is the symbol on their hats. Now, that I can't remember the name of the company, but it's a well-known contractor who works for the United States government. What were these guys doing all over the area of the Boston bombing? Well, because of these pictures, Homeland Security was pressed on this, and, and they finally said, okay, literally months and months after the bombing, said, okay, well, we'll admit it now. We were doing a drill with black backpacks filled with explosives. Okay. I mean, to, to me right there, look, I don't, as Steve Bannon likes to say, there are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences. And, you know, we, we can't say conclusively that the Boston bombing was carried out uh, by federal agents or that the Sarnoff brothers were in it. So we can't say anything conclusively. We don't know, and we'll probably never know. What we can say, there were incredibly unusual events that day. Are you going to be able to pull up pictures now? Yeah, we're good. Okay, so we should pull up some pictures. I want to look at some of these. That that one right there is kind of crazy. All right, so yeah, let's look at that Patriot Front. This was a recent bust. Once again, painting the idea, planting the idea in Americans' heads that there's this large group of domestic terrorists. They're white supremacists. They're all Trump supporters. That's not a real puppy, is it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're just Russell borrowing it. No, I didn't. I did. You did. My, my dog had puppies with another dog, and oh, I'm I need to go home and rest, so we just brought one home for a day. Oh, that's awesome. So, Russell's daughter just walked in with this. I thought she had a stuffed animal, and it's like, <laughs> wow, that's a pretty cool robotic-looking thing. He's like <laughs> yeah. moving his head. No, it's real. Beethoven. Beethoven. Oh, we should show him <laughs> for the camera later. So this is a picture of the Patriot Front guys that were supposedly a white supremacist group, Patriot Fronts, were arrested near an Idaho Pride event. Several police have pointed out the fact that no one would ever be arrested and allowed to keep their mask on, right? You have to be able to identify people. These guys all have their masks and their sunglasses on. Wasn't this the one? I mean, it's victory or death. Give me a break. It's such an obvious fake. You know, it's the same thing happened in Virginia before that governor's event. They're all wearing khaki pants and uh, T-shirts. Well, and they're all pretty physically fit, I noticed. Yeah. So that was one thing that we were kind of discussing earlier was, it's like, ah, you know, people who kind of have these crazy white nationalist ideas, they're not the most disciplined individuals in the no, world. No, pull up the pictures of the Michigan kidnap cap, uh, Michigan the guys governor they all kidnapping got. event. If you look at those guys... They are not healthy, fit-looking dudes by any means. Let's see if we can pull those up. Because they're kidnapping um, defendants. Yeah. Look at these. Okay. Pull up that, like, any of those pictures. These guys are not, like, all super fit. Like, look. 
top third from the the top, second and third. Those guys are way overweight. Yep, and old and and, old. and just not. And which one of these were the FBI ones? Do you know? I don't particularly? know. I don't know. Probably probably the, the fitter ones. I would assume would be the uh, feds. <laughs> could be. Although I did see uh, in the the uh, defense was showing that one of these the FBI guys that was paid twenty thousand dollars for recruiting was a three time loser. He didn't look very fit. He was uh, these are nasty looking people. But let's look at some of the pictures that we have of the Boston the actual Boston bombing event. And did you you know if you still have that one picture of blood on the sidewalk? Yep. All right. Yeah, show that. Let's show that first. This is, as far as we can tell, this is a real picture of what blood, this was a, a homicide scene. This blood was relatively new because a day later, it, blood turns almost black after 24 hours. I mean, it's very dark. So this was fresh blood on a sidewalk. Now let's look at the Boston bombing scene where there's blood all over the place. So this is, this is an actual picture at the... This is an actual picture at the Boston bombing. Now, I want you to notice the blood, the so-called blood on the sidewalk. It's very bright red. As a matter of fact, what's crazy is I think that's a red Solo cup down mm -hmm. there. See that? Yes. It looks exactly the same. Now, go back to that if you can. Man. I mean, the difference is just is startling. And people say, oh, that's fresh arterial, arterial blood. No. That I've is, never seen blood that red. No, it doesn't look like that. It's a, we, now we can, I don't know if you can uh, zoom in on the guy with his leg blown off. I did a lot of research on this guy. So you can see this bone sticking out and supposedly that's flesh hanging on. You notice there's no blood coming out of that leg you and i talked about it you know you sever your femoral artery i mean blood you know, would be spurting. there's no blood up here right there's no and he doesn't even look he's just kind of holding it now mm -hmm. supposedly this guy was put in a wheelchair they put a tourniquet on him and and the guy that wheeled him to an ambulance yeah there he is this picture is so fake I mean, uh, uh, people that have been in the military and been medics and, and seen, the bone doesn't even look real. I mean, it's intended to horrify us. Oh, my God, look how gruesome. Number one, you never see images like that in any other event. They never show that. Why did they choose to show that here, do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's intended to elicit sympathy and horror and and all of these things. Now, there's there's a picture. This was taken a couple years before the Boston bombing. And researchers have found this is the actual guy who lost his legs either in Iraq or Afghanistan. I can't remember, but he was legs were blown off in an IUD. The point is, it's the same guy. They used an amputee and they put this prosthetic. You and you can see the prosthetic. You can. There. And you notice the tourniquet would cover up right where it attaches to his stump. Yeah. And, you know. He's holding it on there pretty good. I yeah, guess he hurts, is. But. And it's, you know, I mean, 
if your leg was blown up, first of all, the, the blood that would be spurting out of that, even with a tourniquet, tourniquet doesn't stop all blood flow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It slows, yeah, yeah, it, it, slows down. it down. There's never any blood around this guy. The only blood we see is you go back to that one picture and we see that bright red junk that's supposedly blood. Um, you know, a lot of the pictures I wanted to show have literally been scrubbed from the internet. One of the main ones, and, you know, people are listening anyway, that for those that, uh, by the way, we do have a video version on Spotify. But If you want to see what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. I, this picture that I remember very clearly has been scrubbed from the internet. I cannot find it. I've looked at it 10 different, look for it in 10 different search engines. It was a picture immediately following the bombing. And it showed there were no injured people on the ground. And it showed these flags that were right above where the bombing, there's not one hole. The flags are all perfectly intact. Now, if a bombing, if a bomb went off that threw up shrapnel everywhere. Oh, come on. We can bring him in, can't we, for a second? Yeah, we can look at him. Come on. Can I hold him for a minute? Yeah, let James hold him. Let me see Beethoven. <laughs> okay, we got to interrupt the show for a dog alert. <laughs> Puppy alert. Hi, Beethoven. <laughs> what kind of dog is he? Mutt. <laughs> oh, he's so A bunch cute. of different stuff. Just looked like Beethoven. He's so cute. <laughs> Puppy breath. <laughs> yeah, I know. See? Oh, my gosh. Here, you get in here, Terry. This is my buddy. There you go. Take it. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, he's a cutie. He's going you home. You're the today. luckiest girl in the world getting to hang out with a puppy all day. I know. Till the end of the day. Stella, you are lucky. <laughs> Lest we forget. You know, and there's 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 so many videos. They're all been scrubbed from YouTube, but there's a lot of videos you can still find on outlets like BitChute and Rumble about the Boston bombing hoax that have detailed analysis of the pictures. The pictures pretty much clearly show that this thing was staged, you know, between the, the, the drill, the, the security guys with backpacks from a known government, uh, contractor, uh, with the, how we set it up that the FBI does this stuff over and over and over. I mean, the January 6th is the latest thing, you know, I, Russell, it just, it, I'm to the point where I can't trust anything that the media, including Fox News or our government, tells us, okay, here's another great picture. Once again, how come the blood isn't dark? I mean, blood immediately begins to get dark. Let's go back. Go to that one picture. Well, this is a good example. Look at the woman's shirt, okay? Now, you don't see any blood and wounds coming out from where her shirt is ripped. There's all these tears on her shirt. There's a great one of the guy with his uh, trousers. Yeah, it's, so it's I think my we got favorite. It here somewhere, if I can find it, I think you had sent it, didn't you? Or no, it was. Uh, it no, was that it was same in that. One. Yeah, it was in. Um, yeah, was that, that was one. it. All right, let's look at this guy. His pants, like you said, and many people pointed this out, his pants look like they've been cut. In talking to military veterans that have been involved in bombings, they say they don't tatter your clothes like that. 
You know, right. if you okay, if you think about shrapnel, shrapnel comes out in pieces. It doesn't like slice like scissors. I mean, it. I suppose it could, but his shirt, there's no blood on his arms. He's got huge tatters in his shirt. It looks like his shirt's just shredded. You looks see like any cut blood? With scissors. Yeah, cut with scissors. It's weird. And then look at the look on his face. <laughs> to me, I mean, it's laughable. The people Maybe think this is real. Here's that picture again. Yeah, keep going. See what we didn't even look at. Um, what is that woman doing? All right, there. Look at the blood trail. Once again, it's that bright red stuff. Uh, this woman supposedly her femoral arteries cut because they're holding a, a tourniquet. Bright red. Now, I will say behind those two guys, well, it could be because it's in a shadow. The blood looks a little darker there. Yeah. But that trail. There's that picture again. Yeah. Which, again, it's like they don't show this type of stuff with any other event. No, never. As a matter of fact, they'd say, we're not going to show you this. That looks a little more real. Yeah, it does. But it but, looks but, like splatter. No, not, but then again. It looks look, like blood splatter, not that he himself has been cut. You see right. this? I know. Look at his legs. That does not look normally okay. If you're bleeding, it's gonna run down. See how it's going across? I don't know. It's just weird. Let's go on and see a few more of these. What is this? That must be evidence. Unclaimed finish line bags. Oh, from gotcha. people who didn't finish the see, race. These these pictures are meant to elicit yeah, emotion. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's the only reason they're on here. Okay. So what is this? Heavily armed Boston Police Officer National Guard. Right, now, this is something important to, to talk about because do do you remember what happened after the Boston bombing with the police? They shut down the city of Boston. I do recall that. And they went house to house searching for weapons. Mm hmm. And a lot of people think it was, they called it a national emergency and said, mar oh, they declared martial law. Right. And all uh, on a manhunt for two on kids. On a manhunt for two kids, were. right. And then in the shootout with the Sarnoff brothers, remember they were hiding under a, a boat. Yeah, and, I do remember that. So, And then he was screaming, don't shoot us, don't shoot us. And they blew him away. How? Yeah. So I remember also, wasn't there, how did they know so quick? Oh, they knew they, immediately. Just like 9-11, like they already had the scapegoat and had to go find him. I were exactly. Um, particularly 9-11, they had the names of these hijackers. They had the passport that it, yes, fell in the, the passport. sidewalk I mean, of the hijacker. And they knew oh. who these guys, these guys were within a couple hours. I do remember uh, them showing photos within an hour of the bombing. We think these are the suspects. Here's another interesting thing about it. In one of the photos of the Sarnoff brothers, he had a different colored backpack. It wasn't black. Okay, now that's that. We'll go back to that one. It's kind of interesting. All right, that's supposedly damage from the bomb, right? I mean, it blew out windows, obviously. Mm -hmm. I wish you could find the video of the bomb going off because there is video of it. Okay. And let me tell you, there is no, when you see this video, a, a bomb blast spreads upwards but it also spreads outwards and in this blast um, images for boston bomb blast 
Uh, you had it back there, but video captures bomb exploding Boston Marathon. Yeah, 50 seconds. Let's see if we can watch this. This is pretty interesting. There's the flags. Can you play that again? All the way. I want to point. Ah, just this part. Well, right before that, the, the explosion. Yeah, I have to go back. Notice, yeah, the fence bends a little bit. And that, okay, see the guy that fell down? Yes. That guy fell down, and I read this from the concussion of the blast. He got up. He was not injured. That the blast went straight up. Nobody in the street. Now, this is a bomb that tattered clothes, blew people's legs off, right? Mm -hmm. The bomb does not go outward. The the people that uh, have analyzed this have said it was placed in a container so it would go straight up. Now, watch it again. See how it goes up? There's nothing coming out. There's a little. I mean, a little. I mean, a little bit. but, But a gust of wind can knock over. That's what I'm saying. That one guy was not injured. The guy that fell down. Right, right. If that was a bomb blast, they said, that shrapnel would go 360 degrees. True. It would have taken out everyone on the street. Now, look at the, the flags. There's not a single rip or tear in any one of those flags that supposedly blew people's legs off. I'll play it one more time. That's just... Can you go back just yeah just That bomb goes straight up. Didn't it say two explosions? There's one you can hear in the distance. Oh, I gotcha. Coming up. Look at all the people down below behind the fence. See them? Yeah, there was the second. Right. Now it gets real smoky. Yeah. So there's all this smoke. You can't see what's going on. And and the conspiracy theorists say that's the point where the crisis actors were brought in. Because you don't see any pictures immediately following that. Find a picture of the people on the ground within a minute or two of that blast going off. They aren't there. Right. And yeah. that bomb... To me, it it just, if you look, I wish we could find a picture of an IUD going off, but I've watched them. The explosions don't go, that bomb went straight up. It barely. There was, okay, so here's. There's the guy that fell over, who wasn't injured, by the way. I think that was him. Yeah, right here. Yeah. This weird hue on it now. Yeah, but I mean, he's not injured. And it said in the article he wasn't injured. He fell down because of the blast. Right. So, I mean, to me, this thing just just reeks of another attempt to paint, you know, to, to cause fear, panic, disillusionment among the public. And, you know, they, they declared martial law. They went after guns. They were going into homes unannounced without search warrants. 
it's the same thing that, uh, look, all the stuff that's going on now with COVID, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, COVID is another example of fear, control, and it's all turning out to be false now. Yeah. Everything they said about COVID, Dr. Dr. Malone, Naomi Wolf, they're all turning out to have been right all along. I mean, the CDC just, man, I mean, I just, <sighs> Naomi Wolf's lawyers actually with after months of FOIA requests was able to get the CDC to release these documents. And within these documents of the CDC, they had copies of Naomi Wolf's tweets. And it says in these documents, we've been meeting with uh, Twitter executives to discuss how to handle this misinformation. And she had done a tweet about how Women who received the vaccine were having clotting issues with menstrual. She was a me, and she said at the bottom of this has not been proven conclusively. We need more research. She was banned from Twitter after that. Hmm. Now, people say, "Well, it's a free, it's a private company, and do whatever they want." Not when they meet with the government. The right. First Amendment protects us from government censorship. So when agents of the government, CDC, meet with a private company and they say, you need to get this disinformation off your platform, that's a clear violation of the First Amendment. I would so, say so. Anyway, wrap this thing up. I think, uh, I think it's just another in a series of events that we can point to that – I think leads us to question, I don't know how much more evidence people need that they should question the FBI and the Department of Justice. This is just another uh, quill in the hat, if you will, of false flags that have been committed by the federal government. Yeah, I'd say you're right. So it's interesting to put it all together. See what it's about. Yeah, no doubt. All right, right. brother. Yeah, next week. We'll do it again. Sounds good. See you soon. Soon.